Yeah. Your business should be able to stand on its own that without any connection to any place in power, you have assets. People can come for that because there is a value. Welcome to the story of success. The story of success is where we curate stories from creatives, entrepreneurs, and impact makers. And, you know, just ask them about their journey, how they got to where they are, and you know, just share any lessons or wisdom that can help inspire, motivate others that mm. are looking to be on the same path as them. So today we have Fedi Ademefe of Imaginarium. Welcome, Fedi. Nice to be here. Good. Um, I don't know what time is it, but <laughs> I'm glad to be on your show. Okay, so very quickly, how did Imaginarium? Okay, um, Imaginarium started like five years ago, and um, I quit my job to focus big time on it because I saw a need, and the need was that um, there was a gap in terms of taking creativity, taking technology, and finding ways on how they can work together. So um, on one level, I think I'm a scientist. All right, and I love science. Uh -huh. I mean, I love physics, uh -huh. chemistry. In fact, I still go back to some of those concepts. And on another level, I was like an artist. I always, I was drawn to images, to colors, to design, to see the world. So um, the alchemy between the artistry and the science um, fusion was something I felt I needed to put together. And every brand has a story. Yeah. And for, for us, it's about telling that story of the yeah. brand. And telling that story in a way that is compelling, uh -huh. in a way that speaks to the science of the brand uh -huh. and also the art of the brand. Uh -huh. So Imaginarium started first as a brand agency. We're doing a lot of brand concepts, digital marketing and all of that. And over time, we evolved into product development and product design. Uh -huh. And then we even evolved further to becoming now a content factory. So I see product as a, as a content expression. Yeah. I, I see branding as a content expression. So we're at that intersection of media entertainment and technology. Okay. So right at the middle, that intersection is the magic. Yeah. All right. And we are creating content that can feed into the loop of media. Yeah. Content that can feed into the loop of entertainment and content that can power uh, platforms for tech. Amazing. You said you quit your job. Yes, yeah. I had to. So was it... You started Imaginarium, then quit your job, or you quit your job, then started. Uh, okay, Imaginarium was registered, but there was not much going on. Okay. So, um, but I had grown, I had grown very, very over time because my job was fun. I mean, I used to travel a lot. Um, there, were, there were there were periods of time when I would not even be in the country. Yeah. Uh, and so I enjoyed traveling. I derived a lot of fulfillment from traveling. But um, at this point in time, I realized that I wasn't a fulfilled man. Um, and I realized again that my job could only allow me to do so much. I wanted a platform that can allow me harness all of me. Oh. And um, Imaginarium started to grow on me. Um, so when I left my job, it was clear that Imaginarium was the next stop. But again, I wasn't thinking particularly as an entrepreneur. I think at that point in time, I was just saying, okay, I meet brands and I tell them, why is your logo this way? Why are your colors this way? What's wrong with your copy? You're not selling. You're not uh -huh. selling. You're like pushing stuff out. You're not pulling people into your conversation. So um, I used to do it for free. Do you yeah. know, I would have friends call me up to tell me, Fadi, where are you? I say, are they house? 
I'm coming. And they will come and we'll spend hours. In fact, I had a board. <laughs> I will bring out board. We will we'll structure the company. And I didn't know that there was value there. So, but I sort of realized I had met people over and over again. So the day I resigned, I went online. I pulled in about 50 emails. And I did an introduc uh, introduction to Imaginarium. Also, guys, I'm no longer in my paid employment. I'm now here in Imaginarium. And if you are interested in XYZ, XYZ, please reach out to me. And I got the first business from that email. And it was almost like a confirmation that, wow, this year in business. Yeah. You know? Now, the second business didn't come for about another two, three months. You know? <laughs> but that first business was sort of a moral boost. Yeah. And um, that was how I really kicked into that. Okay. Um now, Imaginarium is what, five years? Five years. Okay. In five years, what has, be, what has failure taught you about success? Um, for me, failure came early. In fact, um, I think it was in 2012, I had this magical idea to tell the African, the Nigerian story. So we put together like a Broadway show. And um, <laughs> yes, a Broadway show. It was a theater production. What was it called? Uh, for the love of country. Okay. So I, I had written a book a year before. So I took the content of the book to put together this. I really wanted to speak to the young people about our country and see how we can get past our fault lines. Yeah. All right. So um, typical of me, I was very excited about the project. And before long, the 20 casts grew to 80-something casts. Wow. And uh, we, we thought of bringing celebrities to come and help us sell tickets. So we got, went after a few celebrities. Yeah. And then, but it, it, let me fast forward to that. At the end of the show, I was in a debt of about 12 million naira. So I went from not making profits to owing. owing. And I mean, people had cars, they would call me Fred Alphana, my balance, uh, please do. You guys, I, 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 can't be, I can't afford to wait to like, <laughs> I also had investors who invested wow. in the business. So, you know, it was a difficult time. I mean, I woke up one day and I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh -huh. Now, at some point, tickets were moving that fast. Uh -huh. We were selling 5K tickets, but we're not selling tables. Uh -huh. And Lagos deceived me. I actually thought that people were buying tables of 1 million. So I had already packaged 10 tables for 1 million. Another, another 20 tables for 500K. So do the math. Yeah. So I was supposed to be taking home about 20 million. Yeah. Two weeks to the show, we had sold only three tables. My logic told me, throw more ads on the pages of newspapers. So we took ads on pages of newspapers Sundays. And we ran, and each ad was costing me about 600 500k. And it, it was like, it was, no, I, I felt the ad would answer to my, yeah. it, the ads pushed a few more calls, yeah. but it didn't close up. So two days to the show, I knew we were in trouble. The day of the show, I knew that it was trouble. <laughs> so, but I came away with 12 million dollar debt. And I remember sitting down with one of my mentors and I was like, Freddie, how are you feeling? I said, terrible. I said, okay, where do we go from here? Um, he said, okay, no, Freddie, do what, you, do what you need to do. Don't wait for your debtors to call you. Send them emails. Tell them that this is it. A lot of them knew they were in the show. Oh. You know, one of them was very bitter. Like, Freddie, now you guys didn't push hard enough. You guys didn't do this. You guys, you know, I need it, I need it, I need it. So I sent them an email. Like, okay, no, this is the reality. I gave a couple of people payment plan. Nigerians are good people. Oh. I had a people who say, okay, no, Freddie, I can let it go. I can let it go. You know, I had oh. some that would say, we are in this, so we, and it has to come out quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had to deal with personalities. No, but it was an important learning curve because oh. I came away from that realizing that bigger is not always better. And if I had to do something, I don't necessarily need to scale before. Let the lessons teach. Let the lessons help me grow. Yeah. Um, so now I, I see that there is there is there's kind of creativity in scarcity. 
So if I don't have access to any resources, I think better. I didn't ask those questions that I ask now as an entrepreneur before that time. Then oh. if I had money, the money had to go for arts. Oh. Now I, I call something low budget advertising. Like I don't want to blow money on yeah. a page of newspaper. I need my target audience. Where are they? How do I get to them? And uh -huh. I'll now start thinking of creating referral system with bonus packages tied. You know, de democratize it. Let more people come in and help you sell, make their commission on it. Yeah. And you know, I said to think of more options. Yeah. Uh, so failure for me is not an end in itself. It's really an opportunity to learn, uh -huh. an opportunity to grow. Uh -huh. So I, when I meet an entrepreneur who has failed, I was like, this is a very important point in your life. Make it a defining moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking on, you know, it's it's good <laughs> that you have this kind of story, and I'm sure it's pushed you to where you are right now and where Imaginarium is right now. Entrepreneurship in general in Nigeria, what are your thoughts on it? Like some people will say, don't even go into it. You know, I'm very sure others would have just found a way to pay off that 12 million dollar debt and never go back. Mm -hmm. So like what, what entrepreneurship in Nigeria in general, like why, why is it so tough? Why? and what can be done to make things easier? I think, again, um, most times we start from the wrong premise or we start from the wrong place. Yeah. So if your excitement into entrepreneurship is because you want to have a card with your name CEO written on it, oh. uh, there's a story behind every glory. Yeah. So don't be motivated by the wrong things. Oh. It shouldn't be about making a name. It should be about really making an impact. It shouldn't be about first making money. Yeah. In fact, it should be first about creating value. Uh -huh. Because money is a consequence of the value you create. Yeah. So when you get fixated on the money, you neither have the value nor the money. But when you focus on creating value, you have both. So most times when I sit with entrepreneurs and I start to drill, um, just dive into the questions as to what are you solving? What are you creating? Um, you help them shape that thinking. So um, a lot of people who fail in entrepreneurship there is a percentage of people who I feel didn't really do a lot of work. Um, and then sometimes, you know, a lot of people, if they have a brother in government, they quickly open the business because for them, there's an opportunity to get contracts. Contract. That's not an entrepreneur. Yeah. That is, for the most part, a rent seeker. All right. So, um, and because after four years of your brother being in that position, if he leaves, do you have clients that can pay for that which you're selling? Yeah. So if your business is tied to a connect. You are not quite a businessman. Yeah. Your business should be able to stand on its own, that without any connection to any place in power, you have assets. People can come for that because there is a value. So um, entrepreneurs must be first value creators. They must first solve problems. And the most important part, break away from the cultural thinking that a lot of us grapple with in Nigeria. So in terms of culture, we want it fast, we want it quick. But the pathway to entrepreneurship is not always a shortcut. In fact, it's a tedious rigorous process of constantly building you have months and months of just plugging in every cash you have you know keep learning any entrepreneur who is not big on learning about his industry about his business is not likely to last because first you're not just building a business you're building a brand yeah and that has to be at the forefront yeah how am i building my brand so when you talk about building a brand you're thinking about are my customers satisfied uh -huh. Are they coming back after my first experience? Uh -huh. All right, when you talk about building a business, you're looking at your business model. Uh -huh. Now, there's a difference between a business model and a business plan. Uh -huh. In fact, I will side with a business model more than a business plan. Back in the day, a five-year business plan is what a, 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 any, any, a, any banker wants to read your five-year yeah. business plan. Now, I am looking for your business model. Yeah. 
are you going by subscription model? What is your what is your rate of return? So your business model has to be dynamic. In fact, there's something I call biological thinking. Biological thinking because you're not one thing. Biology has is a living organism. So your thinking has to be a living like like a living pattern. Every day you take on the nature of the disruption. So you wake up this morning, a new app taking away the market from you. How do you adjust to collaborate to layer over that? So you constantly have to keep swimming and try not to be eaten by the sharks, yeah. but you survive. Okay. So uh, I think any entrepreneur needs to be adaptive, needs to embrace a culture of learning. Yeah. Um, also, capital is not always money. Capital yeah. oftentimes can come through collaboration and partnerships. So explore areas of partnerships that can reduce your cost, all right? Yeah. Um, and let's not be caught up in this culture where we want to be flamboyant. An entrepreneur may not necessarily need to have a flamboyant life. Okay. I mean, you know, if you have to be flamboyant, don't use flamboyance to attract people to your business. In fact, let the proceeds from your business you know, sponsor your flamboyance at some point. But for now, focus on creating value. Let your value be the attraction and keep iterating, keep tweaking, keep adding, keep taking away. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have people that... In um, African entrepreneurs that inspire you. Can you just mention three? Mm, that's a scary and one. Why? That's a scary one because honestly, I, I, I read a lot of foreign authors, but I think I like Strive Musiwa. And I think for me, he has um, an unbreakable story. Yeah. He ventured into Nigeria, had a bad experience with um, Econet at inception, but that didn't change his views of entrepreneurship. And um, I see Strive as a man who understands that the real wealth is, is not just what is in your pocket. I remember reading his story of how he was walking up a mountain and an idea dropped in his head. And I think basically that's how I get my ideas. So Strive is one man that I, I think I see him beyond the pursuit for making a name. It's the pursuit of really, really creating value. Okay. All right. So I, I admire him. Is there any other one that I can think any of? Any Nigerian right entrepreneurs? My brother, Chai, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Well, there's somebody trying to get his name mentioned, but I won't be doing that, guys. Okay, for Nigerian entrepreneurs, I think, um, hmm. Well, please. You want to forgive me. I'm, I'm not proud like that. I'm trying hard to come up with options, but I, 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 there are people that I, okay, I, I okay. admire. Okay, let's do that. I admire them for a certain kind of resilience and skill. Okay. Um, and I think it's something to really um, commend. Um, but I think this guy, the um, Zinox, yeah, because for the longest time I knew of the, the brand, I didn't know the guy. Okay. In Nigeria, in Nigeria here, the brands are usually the the, the, the CEOs of the brand, the the founders are usually even more popular yeah. than the brand. Yeah. In Zinox, it was always the reverse, and I think this was a man that has been behind the scenes during 30, 40 years of of electronics. And he has moved with the way from electronics. You have, you have technology, and now he's bringing some. He's even creating his own products, oh. his own electronic products, bringing them to Nigerian markets. He's trying to play the e-commerce space with Udala and now Conga. So oh. I really do admire him. I, I think that he understands business, the art of business, yeah. and the science of business. Okay. Hmm? So in our generation. Oh, in our so generation. Who, okay, who is doing something that you really, really admire right now? There are a lot of it people in our generation. There are a lot of people. Just name three. Um, I kind of like what um, Edith F. Young, they're doing with Anaco. Okay. Um, I think I like it. Um, yeah. Edith, from the Bright Prize app, they've just sort of managed to shape culture, shape conversation. Yeah. Uh, Creditile is also a company that I look, look, I look out to yeah. advance. And I think 
they do, they're doing an amazing work. Yeah. Um, I also like what, um, I think Trudy and Debola for me, they are always easily a success story. Yeah. Um, and I've been friends with them from when they started from TFA to RED. Yeah. And I've seen them grow and they understand the system and they know how to work the system. Oh. And I think there is a wisdom at play there. Yeah. Um, there is also, um, hmm, am I out of options, guys? I think I am. No, that's fine. <laughs> and then I like fireworks. I like fireworks. I mean, I like fireworks. I can't miss that. But I see fireworks as an unfolding story. In one year, you've done so much. But I see the foundations, but you haven't seen the the, the sprouts yet. Yeah. But the rains have come, so the sprouts will show. Thank you. <laughs> right. Okay, so if um, a young person that you know admires you and admires um, Imaginarium walks mm -hmm. up to you and says, "I want to do what you do." What would be your response to that? I'll give them books to read. Okay, like okay, three books. Three books. Um, one of one for me is the Alchemist. Okay. And I think the Alchemist is a philosophical journey of discovery. Yeah. And um, what you create is an expression of you. So the enterprise is an expression of the entrepreneur. So it's important that your mind expands beyond the confines of your environment to yeah. create. So Alchemist did that for me. It was very defining. I also read. Um, I read. Um, Bill Clinton's My Life. And why did I read that book? I think Bill Clinton, that time I was younger, but I think I came away realizing a man that was deliberate. Uh -huh. He had very clear focus of where he wanted to go. And even with the limitations he had to deal with, he found a way around it. So Bill, for me, is someone that I really do. Um, that story, Bill Clinton, My Life, was, was, an, was very inspirational. Okay. Then Richard writes The Black Boy. Yeah. Now, maybe it might not evoke the same feelings it did for me with of some other people, but... The black boy was at a contract. Was actually a confrontation with myself, um, a man that was that was self that was very self-willed and driven, and that will not bow to pressure or the circumstances. But somehow, I saw the, the black boy was a rite of passage for me. But there are many other books on entrepreneurship. I've read. I, I'm a big fan of biographies. So I read Richard Wright. Um, I read uh, Branson's story on losing my virginity. I read um, Mandela's uh, Long Walk to Freedom. For me, I read them and I see a lot of lessons. Yeah. Like I take away a lot. Yeah. So I would say if you want to be an entrepreneur, don't come through just trying to be an entrepreneur. Let the knowledge be your, your defining um, anchor point for everything you do. I keep learning. At every point in time, there are three books I'm reading. Yeah. And I'm speaking, I'm reading one in be Becoming a Father, Becoming a Man. So it's speaking to my life as a father and a husband and i'm reading another one that as an entrepreneur in a disruptive age wow. what are the things i need to look out for so i'm not swept under the road yeah. by revolution but i'm part of the wave that, that can ride the crest okay all right thank you Freddie, for thanks for having me your story of success yeah so who do i send my your... invoice to now we'll send you an email <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks, thanks thank thanks. you so much all right, all right. I've been waiting my whole life for this one moment. 